Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. This season of Freelance Writing Coach is sponsored by Ava Gutierrez, a freelance writer who's helped other freelancers quit their jobs and reach their $10,000 per month writing goals. This all happens inside of the client acquisition system, and Ava has a special gift for our listeners. Grab her training on how to make your first $10,000 from freelance writing at freelancewriterframework.com. Learn how to make your first $10,000 as a freelance writer, all while making sure you're working with ideal clients on projects that you actually love. Go to thefreelancewriterframework.com to get access. Okay, so season three, first episode here, we are talking about taking vacations or managing a long leave, which is a good topic because it's summer right now when we're recording and it's nice where we live and people like to be outside. And I know that this is something you and I have talked about one-to-one quite a bit before, but I want to bring this into the spotlight here on the podcast and talk about how exactly you do this as a freelance writer and and put it in the context and frame it up that way and, and talk about just things we've learned through trial and error through our own experiences and and maybe even pulling some insight from stories we've heard from other freelancers too. So my first question for you is, so tell us about the last time you took an extended time off as a freelance writer. Sure. So first I, I want to say about this topic that like taking vacation as a freelancer is hard. Like it's so actually... Hard. Yeah, it's actually a challenging thing. And I just sort of want to take a moment for everyone and say, like, this is actually a pretty substantial challenge. And we think when we become freelancers that we're going to have this flexibility, we can work from anywhere. And it's kind of true, but vacation is quite complicated. And the last vacation I took was recently, actually, I got back about a week and a half ago. I spent two weeks in Boston, which is where I grew up. It was my first substantial trip since COVID. And that's another thing people are starting to travel now that they're vaccinated and and the COVID situation is not so bad. So I took my two-year-old, he turned two on the trip. My husband (laughs) and I got everything together and we went to Boston and I actually was able to take two full weeks off, which is a big deal because that, even when I was planning it, I was like, well, the first week I might work a little, the second week I might not, you know, I'm not going to work, but I ended up being able to take those two full weeks. So I want to talk a little bit about how I did that and feel free to jump in Kaylee with any questions about it. But the first thing I did is that basically like in May, when I knew about this trip, when prospective clients would come to me or even current clients would ask me about, you know, doing something, I would say, yes, I can do it. Just an FYI, I'm going to be out of office. And then I gave that two week chunk, July 1st through July 16th or whatever it was. And it wasn't that I was saying no to them. It was just sort of, I was giving an advanced heads up, you know, that I was going to be out. And that actually really helped because all of a sudden my clients knew and I didn't have to sort of scramble to do stuff. I had one really big project that is ongoing and I couldn't just uh, like 
leave for two weeks. So I hired a few subcontractors to work for me for the month of July. And I prepared them as well as I could in advance. And I basically left town and they they covered for me while I was gone. So this is actually a story of a really, really smooth vacation, which they are not always. Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about your, your last experience taking vacation or maybe even a vacation that turned out to not really be one? Yeah. I feel like since COVID, since my travel has slowed down so much, I have been really, really bad about taking time off. So the first time I really took time off, my husband and I went on a couple of short road trips this summer. And I would say I'm still yet to like take an actual vacation where I'm not checking my emails and at least like flagging things, fielding things. Maybe I'm not responding right away, but like I'm still I'm still doing business related things. I'm not completely unplugged. When was the, wait, when was the last time you think you took a vacation like that where you really unplugged? Yeah. So uh, honestly, completely unplugged. It's probably been like three or four years, which is terrible. Oh no, Kaylee. So this episode <laughs> is for you, really. This episode, this episode is, for, is for you. Yeah, this uh, episode is this, for you. I just can't seem to get away from it completely. And that's probably on me and I probably need to delegate more. But you know, even if I do have plans to be out of office and I give clients a heads up and I have a little bit of wiggle room in my schedule where things are maybe like, hey, I'm, I can't start on this until I get back. There's always still seems to be things that I'm fielding as I'm away. And maybe I need to like outsource it, my inbox or something to a virtual assistant and have them go through and like take care of that for me so I can just disconnect at least from email and get out of it in that context. But what I about it? Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Now this is going to be like a Kaylee workshop on how you can take a vacation. <laughs> so what about like just using an autoresponder and saying like, I cannot re- respond to your email until August 1st? Yeah. So I always, anytime I'm going to be gone, I'm traveling or anything, I always do the out of office message. So it's there, but I can't seem to resist checking the email and like flagging things and just making sure that there's no fires to put out, even though like, come on, like seriously, it's a fucking freelance writing business. There's no f- actual fires. Right, exactly. It's so, all in my head. It's all control. Yeah. So I mean, my suggestions for someone like you in that position is like, yes, have the autoresponder. Also have um, have like a, a backup emergency contact. So I wouldn't necessarily say you need to fi- hire a virtual assistant. I would say something like, if this is a if this is a writing emergency and you need something taken care of right away, uh, email Emma Samasco at blah 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 blah. You know she's covering for me while I'm gone. That's for fair. example, yeah. for example, I mean you don't have to you don't have to do that with me, but you could you could find someone that you could sort of yeah. say any any major issue is going to go through this person. You can also give your phone number and say like if this is a serious in- issue, please send me a text message at blah 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 like. And then I would say, Kaylee, like you have to, number one, not bring your computer on the vacation. Number two, take the, the email app off of your phone. I mean, or your, your work email off of your phone. Like I you know, have, but it's so hard. I know, I, I know, but I mean, maybe we should back up and say like, do you, and I'd ask you like, do you think there would be value in you unplugging for let's say a week? I mean, maybe you're like, there's no value in that. I don't need to do that. But I think there is value in that. I think there would definitely be value in that. The issue is it creates so much anxiety 
not having that information that when I'm away, I find that it's like, it's more stressful to not know what's happening than to walk away from it completely. So I feel like if I can get a little bit of control from flagging those emails and just kind of keeping tabs on what's happening and what I need to do when I get back and I can kind of like mentally prepare for that, I feel better than if I'm completely clueless, totally unplugged, and I come back to 500 emails and I just feel like, oh my gosh, totally overwhelmed, stressed. Like but one of that them. is, that is number one, like a false sense of control because you flagging emails is actually not doing anything. And number two, it's predicting future pain that you don't actually know is going to, is going to occur. Like my challenge for you would be, you know, take three days, really unplug, don't check anything, set some systems in place so that, you know, any emergency is going to be routed to the right person and then come back and see if it's actually as anxiety producing. Like see if while you're there, if it's as anxiety producing as you think it would be. Because to me, it seems like you're more anxious about the fact that you might be anxious when you come back rather than, sorry, I know we're, I'm not like your therapist. I hope you're not feeling like I'm like diving too into your personal side. No, no, this is great. I appreciate the challenge. Yeah. I think, I mean, it is challenging. Like that's why I said at the beginning, like taking a vacation can be really challenging. So I want to talk a little bit about like some of the benefits of doing it. Like I think that when I take a vacation, and by the way, I'm not like awesome at it either, but having to take a maternity leave really forced my hand to be good at it. And I will, we'll jump into taking that kind of extended leave. And it's like one of the reasons that it should be a practice for you, because if you need to take a medical leave of any kind, if you need to, you know, take a leave to take care of a sick parent or have a baby or whatever, you want to feel like, oh, I, I kind of have a sense of how to handle this, Right. But also like the benefit of taking a vacation is just like you, I find I take the break and then I can rededicate myself to my work when I come back. Like I, I have like brain space to think about new ideas or to reassess, you know, working with certain clients and like there, there's a lot of value in that. And I, I feel like this is maybe a good opportunity to bring in like some things that other freelance writers do because I want to bring up two of them. So which I, well, one of them, you know, which is Ashley Cummings. So Ashley Cummings Mm -hmm. says that she, she loves to travel and she has kind of a model where she works three weeks out of the month and then takes one week off for traveling. And she doesn't totally take that week off always, she says, but like she sets her business up so that like any due date is within those first three weeks of the month that she doesn't schedule any due dates for that last week of the month. And the clients don't know that, right? But like, that's something that she deliberately does to give herself that week for for traveling if she wants to go somewhere because she knows that gives her a lot of energy. So that's one model that I think is really interesting. And then another is, I don't know if you know Sage Polaris, but she's a launch Mm -hmm. copywriter. And she even teaches a course on like how to take more vacation. So I think every year she takes like a four or six week vacation and takes off like one week of a month every Ooh. like so and and then and and she teaches about that. And we'll try and find a link to like her course or some information about that. But like her idea is like, hey, we I I'm a freelancer because like I want flexibility. I don't want to work as much. I, you know, and, and so she's really set up a system for how to do that for herself. I love that. And I feel like that's a, that's a good thing to touch on too, is that so many people go into freelance writing because they think, 
oh, you know, I crave this flexibility, this freedom, but then you get into it. And like the other day, for example, it was like 3.30 on a Wednesday and I was just sitting there refreshing my inbox, like waiting for something to come in rather than being like, okay, I'm done for the day. I should go use this time and do something that I actually want to do. So it's a tricky thing. It's, I think a lot of it is like a mental, how do you, how do you, like what kind of mental parameters do you put in place for yourself so you can enjoy that freedom and flexibility and, and how do you build that into your business and how do you let go too? Yeah. And also like, how do you sort of plan for it? Cause I think that's one of the things too, is that sometimes what will happen to me, and this is in a pre COVID world is I would know I was traveling and unless I was super deliberate about being like, no, this is like a vacation where I'm not going to do anything, then like inevitably work crept into it. So I think that in thinking about taking a vacation, sometimes it's like at the beginning of the year saying like, hey, I'm like approaching it as you would if you had a full-time job where you're like, I get three weeks of vacation this year. And it doesn't matter when I take it, but like I need to take three weeks of vacation. And you know, when am I going to do that? And like, if you, if you have any ability at all to say like, okay, well, my kid's spring break is in April and I really want to take that off. And I don't want to check my email when I'm on spring break. Like you make that decision in January and then, and then you can, you could take some time to sort of build the systems to make that happen for yourself. Yeah. I think the other thing for me is, so there's a couple other sticking points. Number one, I do work with subcontractors pretty often. And so I have people looking to me for responses, for things that they need to keep things moving. And so that I think is part of the reason I can't let go. And we're going to talk about subcontracting a little bit later this season, but I think that that's one thing that's kind of in the way. So again, like probably need better systems around that to, to help me, I don't know, just mentally manage that a little bit better. Yeah. Number two, number two is it's just like, I feel, I feel like the trap I've fallen into is that because I set my own work day, like I can decide what time I start and what time I finish. I feel like the trade-off that I've made with myself for that is, well, you're always on, you know, you're never really off. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that people struggle with, whether they're freelancing or not about like that. We live in this ability. We have this ability to always be on, right? Like you, you can always check Slack from your phone, like whether it's nine o'clock at night or three in the morning, like it's always there for us. And then that puts some responsibility on us to be super deliberate about what systems we're setting or what boundaries we're creating so that, you know, it, it, we don't, we're not always on. And again, I hear you talk about like the subcontractors and like the reason the subcontractors exist is so that you can go away and actually go away. Like I hired subcontractors when I was gone. And what I did was I tried to prepare as much in advance. I told the subcontractors like, look, like I won't be available for these couple of weeks. And here is the creative brief, right? Like here's like your writing brief. If you have any questions, I need you to get them to me by X date, but which was before I left. So that, you know, I, if, if you're missing a link, if there's any issues that those can get to me. And again, like, I think some of it is saying like, I, I think it's great to say, Hey, if, if someone can't access a Google doc, let's say, because you didn't turn on the sharing sharing permissions correctly for a subcontractor, let's say. Good example. Yeah. Like, right. Like that's something where you're like, oh my God, like th- th- this is a, this is an emergency because if they can't yeah. open the Google doc, they don't know what the brief is and they can't get the work done. I think that's a situation where you tell a subcontractor like, look, 
If there is a situation like XYZ, not being able to open a Google Doc, you have an urgent question that prevents you from getting the work done on the due date, here is my phone number and send me a text message or give me a call, right? Because I think it's so much about getting out of that email. Yes, it is. Because it's not, to me, it's like, yeah, if you run a business, part of the trade-off of that is that you might get interrupted when you're on a vacation. Like to me, my goal isn't to never get interrupted on a vacation. It's to not spend a vacation in email, worrying about flagging stuff, spending any any of my sort of brain power. Like it's one thing if I have to like go and change a permission in a Google Doc. It's another thing if I'm like, you know, spending an hour every morning checking my email rather than like going to the beach with my family, which is a real thing that's happened to me on quote vacations end quote before because I haven't set up good boundaries. So should we talk yeah. about taking like a long leave? Yeah. I, I, and I want your perspective on, you know, taking a maternity leave because that's not perspective that I personally have, but I'm sure that a lot of our listeners too are like either very stressed out about an upcoming extended leave or like how in the world do I handle this when that time comes? Yeah. And so one thing I will say about this is that there are a zillion ways under the sun to manage this. And I've seen like a wide variety of ways. And it depends a lot on your unique circumstances. Like if you can financially take the leave, like if you can save up enough money to make it work, or if you have a spouse or partner that that can help cover you financially. And I say this because like freelancers, we can take off as much time as we want, but at least in the United States, and this there's some like technical nuances here, but mostly we don't get any paid leave. So like I took off four months. I didn't get paid at all. In fact, I lost money because I had to like pay for my FreshBook subscription and whatever else that I, you know, the other business services. So I lost money during that time. I'd saved up a lot of money, but you know, my, my husband and I agreed like we're going to, I'm going to take this time and it's just going to be unpaid and we can afford it. And not everyone is in that position of privilege where they can do that. Like when I've talked to people, some people are like, I only could take off two weeks, which is like crazy because you're still like <laughs> right. a, lot of, a lot of pain even after giving birth after two weeks. And, you know, so some people are like, I had to go back right away. Some people, um, our friend Veronica, who came to our retreat a few years ago, she took off a year because she she wanted to have that time and her and her husband agreed that they could they, they could make that work. So one thing I would say is that you, first of all, like it really helped me to talk to a lot of people about like how they managed it. Cause it gave me a lot of ideas for like, you know, what it might look like for me. I talked to like as many people as I could about like, how did you take maternity leave as someone who was self-employed? And I got lots of ideas from that. My tack on it was sort of relatively open. So I was like, well, some people are like, I'm going to take X amount of time and then my kid is going to go to daycare on this date. And I was much more like, I want to see how this goes. Like I'm going to take off a minimum three months and then we'll like kind of try and figure it out and we'll see how I feel. Like I was even like, am I going to want to work? Yeah. Which to me is crazy now because I really definitely do want to work. And just for listeners, my what I did once my son was, I guess he was four months. I got a part-time nanny. We had a nanny for two years until he was two. And then now he's in full-time preschool. And 
for me, like I technically could only work three days a week, but like my work is important to me. My time is important to me. It's not just about me. Of course. I also think it's good for him to have the structure of, of preschool, et cetera. But like, that's a, you know, that's a decision for our family. So every family is different, but let's talk a little bit about like preparing, like, what do you tell your clients and what is it like to get ramped back up? So there's a couple approaches here. Depending on your particular business, I've seen a lot of people like batch content. So they create like a ton of content for like their Instagram or their email newsletter or their whatever. So that can go out while they're gone. And they might hire a virtual assistant to kind of manage that while they're gone. I didn't do any of that. I was like, my email newsletter doesn't need to go out. I don't care if I go dead on Instagram. Like, I just don't care. I that's that's not how my business is run. It's run mostly through referrals anyway. So like I just don't care about that stuff. I told all my clients well in advance, like I will be leaving on July 1st. I, in some instances, I found a subcontractor to cover for me, but the way that I did it was like, I I wasn't trying to like make money off of that. I was just trying to make sure that my client had coverage. So I was like, you can just pass on my rate. It would be like, Kaylee, if you were taking a leave and you were like, okay, while I'm gone, Emma Samasco is going to write all the posts. She will invoice you. And you would have an agreement with me where like when you came back, you got to get that client back if you wanted them. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So I did that for a few things. And then I like one of my biggest fears was like, am I going to be able to like redo this all over again? Like get my client roster back together. And honestly, like, yes. And it was very fast. Like I basically like sent emails out to everybody I knew kind of when I was like, Hey, I'm back from maternity leave. I have a ton of availability right now. Um, I don't usually, which is true. Like I don't usually have that kind of availability. And like, yeah, within a few weeks, lots of people got back to me and they were like, I have something, I have something, I have something. I know this, I'm talking a lot here, but the other thing I was going to say about this is when I came back from maternity leave, I had like a really dedicated investment in treating the clients who worked with me at the beginning of like at right after my leave, like as well as I possibly could. So I was like, it's really important that I get my business off the ground. I'm going to be like the best possible freelancer. And it's funny because actually taking off that leave of four months and having a kid and all of that stuff, I actually came back and like, I run a way better business now. Like I'm way better to my clients now. Oh, um, interesting. Like I'm a much better communicator. I it gave me a chance to press pause on my business and like reassess like who do I even like working with? And because I had such a limited amount of time at first, like I think our first nanny only worked like 8 hours a week. I was like I can only work for a client that I like. And like I only have time for one client right now, so I'm going to do I'm going to go above and beyond for this one client. And then I I sort of felt as I got more and more clients, I was like, if I can't go above and beyond for each of these clients, then like I shouldn't have these clients. Like it it, it took a lot of fear out of even that like, you know, business drying up and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that when you were pregnant and even before you were pregnant, that was one of the things we talked about quite a bit was like, it, there's so much uncertainty facing that, right? Because you go into it and you're like, I just don't yeah. know if if things are going to bounce back, like how this is going to go. Will people forget about me? And and yeah, it seems like you and everyone else that I've asked about this before is like, it's totally fine. Like take all the time you need and then come back. And the quality of work speaks for itself. You just say, hey, I'm back in business. What can I help you with? And either they or somebody they know is happy, you know, they're happy to make a referral or say, hey, I need your help with X, Y, and Z. So 
I love that. I love that you had so much to say on this because obviously you have a lot more insight and experience with doing this well. And I'm just kind of like (laughs) drowning in my own control issues on this topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it does force you to let it go because you kind of have to if you're like, because, uh, you know, becoming a parent is like such a big thing. Like you really, like I didn't have time to, to worry about work. And somebody told me, Rachel Greenman, I don't know if you know her, but she's another copywriter and she has two little kids and she'd taken a leave and she said something to me that really stuck with me, which was, she was like, you feel like you have a lot of momentum in your business. You feel like, oh my gosh, these clients are coming my way. I'm working on this new thing. Oh my gosh. And the truth is, is that no one else sees that momentum. Like that's something that you feel, but like no one else like feels that for you. Like in, in the world, like if you disappear for six months because you're on a maternity leave, like nobody even really notices that or like cares. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I think we care because we're like, oh my gosh, like we have this big fear of missing out. But the truth is, is that if you disappear for six months, and then you reappear and you email everyone and you're like, hey, I'm taking on new clients. They're like, oh, yay, glad you're back. Like, that's all. Like, it's not. It I mean, flies. The time flies, too. Six months to you might feel like an eternity, but to them, they're like, oh, shit, it's been six months already? Okay. Yeah, exactly. And they're just plugging away. And that isn't yeah. to say that, like, there might not be a prospective client who's disappointed that they can't work with you. And, like, it's hard when you have a a really awesome client land on your desk during maternity leave. And you either like what I would say to people during maternity leave is like, I think I had, I had an autoresponder, but, and I really didn't, I just kind of let it go. But if when I came back, there were like some people that had emailed me and I was like, Hey, I'm back from maternity leave. Do you still want to work on this project? And a lot of times they were like, yes. Like, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, all those prospective clients just like got lost somewhere, you know? So I don't know. Food for thought. So the final thought I want to leave here with is there is one time of year, I feel like, where things really kind of wind down and get quiet. And it's if you're somebody like me who really struggles to take time off or take, you know, step away from the computer for a few weeks at a time, I feel like the end of the year, those, those last two to three weeks in December, everybody's kind of winding things down. It's a really natural time to just be like, okay, I'm not going to take on any more projects starting for 10th. And I'm just take off through the end of the year. I feel like that is just a perfect time to do that. So if there's people out there who are listening and they're like, yeah, this all sounds great, but like, I, I realistically don't know when I can make this happen. Consider doing it then because that, I mean, I don't know if your experience is the same, but I feel like I get no projects starting in that period. No bill sent. Everybody's kind of checked out for the year. Yep. I know a lot of people who take off the whole month of December, which is an option. And I've had the same experience. And like, I I think it is a really good time. I I mean, I have, I remember last year I had someone email me on December 15th and they're like, we need a whole new website by the new year. And I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like that is not happening. But yeah, I, I completely agree that that's like a really good time to take time off for yourself. I think uh, I like to think of it as you should have a winter vacation and a summer vacation, which we're going to work on for you, Kaylee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. There's still time this year. Maybe I'll get to it. 
Yeah, we'd love to hear from our listeners about how you've managed to take vacations or long leaves or if you have any resources to share. So find us on Twitter and send us a note if, if you have any more advice. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com. Yeah.